0: Hey hey! What's up? It's the Zsu back again, E Society podcast, and this is NBA Check In with the Zisu. Hey everybody! It's been a couple weeks since the NBA season ended. The Toronto Raptors took down my Golden State Warriors. So be it. Uh, we all know how that went. The whole coverage of that. It's been a couple weeks, and uh, the season's over. Now it's time to move on to the off season. Uh, last week we had the nba draft i wanted to come on and cover it but i didn't cover it that night and then i let it get away from me a little i had a lot i wanted to cover with nez too as far as like off the court stuff we got rap battle marvin bagley damian lillard we got lavar ball drama i wanted to get his uh, thoughts on that so uh, we might do that we might tag that onto this episode or we might just do that on the next e-society podcast so we'll see how that goes but yeah, let's go ahead and start with the NBA draft. We're also going to talk some NBA free agency as we're the night before our free agency kicks off. There's already lots of rumors, so we're going to get into that uh, towards the end of this pod. And I'll probably come back tomorrow once some of the deals are official, maybe the next day. Uh, wait, wait for uh, all these big deals to happen. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start with the NBA draft uh, one week ago. I'll hit, you know, some of the big lottery picks, uh, then cover what the Warriors got, maybe a few other teams along the way, but just in general, uh, how the night went. I did watch the whole thing, and uh, I probably should have broadcast, but I, I just kept thinking, well, I don't want, like, something to happen, a pick. And then by the time the end of the draft came, it was, you know, pretty late, and I had to work early in the morning, so, you know. Here we are and uh yeah let's just get into it number one no surprise the new orleans pelicans take zion williamson to restart and re-energize their franchise can't wait to see what that team's going to look like especially after making the anthony davis trade that's obviously something big that happened since we last came on since the season ended The Lakers and the Pelicans agreed to a trade which would send Anthony Davis to the Lakers. And the Lakers sent them a ton of stuff, just a treasure trove of of assets. They got Lonzo Ball, they got Brandon Ingram, they got Josh Hart. So they got uh, three young players to build around. And then they got the fourth pick in this draft which the pelicans then traded and they got a bunch of draft picks going forward they got the rights to trade uh spots uh upon their choosing in the drafts to come so they they did get a lot you know you have to get a lot for a player like ad and i think they did about as you know good as they could and i can't wait to see what these pelicans do with zion obviously we know he has the potential to be this once in a generation type player, you know, LeBron type, you know, that type of player, that mold of he, he has the potential to be really special. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Pelicans do should be really interesting to see if they hold on to Lonzo, if they hold on to Ingram, I assume they'll hang on to, to Hart, but uh they did end up trading that fourth pick, and then they got. Uh, I'll just jump ahead. Uh, the Hawks uh, picked Jackson Hayes, but that that act, that they, that was the trade. The Hawks got uh, the fourth pick from the Pelicans. So yeah. It's listed as the Lakers' pick because it went from the Lakers to the Pelicans, and then the Pelicans traded it to the Hawks. So the with the fourth pick, they it was is basically the Hawks getting DeAndre Hunter, and then the Pelicans getting Jackson Hayes. Which the coverage I've heard so far, I was unfamiliar with Jackson Hayes' uh, college career or at all until this point, but. Uh, just see it when I, his picture came up I sent it uh, to Nez and a few people I was like man he looks like he's like about to enter high school he looked really young you know especially compared to some of these other guys in the draft but from what I'm hearing he's the perfect pairing alongside Zion you put this guy at center you know Zion power forward and supposedly you know this team's gonna, gonna be really fast to run and that's ever since uh, the Warriors did what they did and, and won the 2015 championship. Teams have really been trying to mimic that small ball lineup, and now that's how teams truly are building from the Bucks, the Rockets, now to these Pelicans and everybody. So everybody's trying to run and that's good. It makes for an interesting game in my opinion. So, you know. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to seeing what the Pelicans do. Two was also no surprise, Ja Morant. I went to the Memphis Grizzlies, who a few days before that uh, traded Mike Conley, their longtime point guard, to the Jazz, which was interesting because I had heard that Conley had no interest in playing for the Jazz, but you know, the Grizz, you know, they knew they wanted this guy and they felt like they want him to start right away. They don't want him to learn from Conley, I guess. So uh, they made that trade. And, yeah, jaw goes to the Grizzlies. Uh, he was one of those, you know, players that during the college season, his, the buzz just grew around him. And even though he we went to Murray State, it was interesting to see. You know, when we got to the tournament, it was we were waiting to see, you know, what he was going to look like. And I caught that first game of the tournament. and that, he, he, he played great. He really it felt like that game rose his stock and solidified him at number two, you know, for the Grizz. So, yeah, we'll see what the Grizz do going forward. They're in a complete rebuild. They got Jaron Jackson last year with the fourth pick, and now they got John Morant to add to that. So, uh, definitely youth movement there. They'll probably be back in the lottery next year, but uh, always fun to see the young teams. Uh, Three, also, we knew these top three picks were pretty much locked in. The Knicks went ahead and got R.J. Barrett, and that might be all they get, you know, going forward. (laughs) Uh, They cleared two max slots through the whole year. They were talking about uh, Durant and Kyrie, and who knows, maybe that still happens. I was listening to a pod today where they say, like, you know, everybody's saying, you know, that's not going to happen and that. That, that possibilitys moved on, but uh, maybe not because oftentimes if a story's talked about all year, then that usually happens. and that's what we heard all year that it's uh, Kyrie and KD and to the Knicks. But if not, they got J- J- R- RJ Barrett so one way or another, uh, he should be doing big things for the Knicks those so one, two three, those were the for sure things and then from there we didn't know. Who was going to go where? Like I said, DeAndre Hunter drafted by the Lakers. It's Pelicans pick. They traded the Hawks, so DeAndre Hunter to the Hawks to pair with Trey Young. All the John Collins, the youth movement they got going on there. They did also. Uh, I'll jump ahead just a little with the 10 pick. They got Cam Reddish. Which I know coming into the draft, a lot of people were saying, well, would, they, would they try to trade up and get him? And that's when everybody made the trade. They were like, oh, they're taking Cam Reddish at four. So I was surprised they got uh, DeAndre Hunter there, who obviously they liked. And then they, they still got their guy at ten. Cam Reddish, so I'm sure they did their homework and they realized they could probably still get him at 10, and it worked out for them. And uh, who knows, that could be a steal for them. I remember coming into this season, they were saying that Duke could have the number one, two, three picks in the draft in Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish. And Cam's the one that obviously his stock fell, and uh, he was obviously the, the the third option for Duke. So and didn't necessarily strive in that role. He hit that game-winning shot, but definitely interested to see what he does here. People say his game compares to Harden, so it uh, would definitely be interesting to see him pairing with uh, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and Trey Young. So the Hawks feel like they're they're totally going to be the team to watch this upcoming season as far as, like, uh, you want to see a, a fast, young, interesting team. Uh, another interesting thing about the Hawks is the person that's putting together his team, he used to work for the Warriors, so he kind of knows what he's doing as far as, like, building that type team, and you can actually already see it from, you know, what I've heard people say about this Hawks team that you got. Obviously, you drafted Trey Young for that Steph Curry role, you're hoping Cam Reddish could could play the uh, the Clay role. It's probably a lot to ask from him at this point, but uh, and then you know you got Draymond playing as. Uh, the other guy you you just drafted, uh, DeAndre Hunter, or I guess you could say John Collins. So, anyways, but uh, yeah, the Hawks definitely another Hawks and Pelicans, two teams definitely to watch. Just as far as should be interesting what they do this this year. At number five, Darius Garland went to the Cavs, which uh, I was glad to see. All the talk afterwards it was exactly what I was thinking when I watched. I was like, what? Why? The uh, first, <laughs> I was like, didn't they just get uh, Colin Sexton last year and they're getting another point guard? Like, why? Why are you doing that, especially at the number five pick? But uh, it seemed to, a lot of people s- seem to get the same reaction. But uh, I don't know. Cleveland, such a weird situation, how, you know. They had some interesting, you know, up years in the early 90s, Mark Price, Brad Daugherty, but then, you know, they fell off for a while. Then they get LeBron and, you know, they have that gradual rise and they can't get over the top. And then he leaves them and they t- they fall right back, you know, in the tank again. They get a, like three number one picks. They ended up with uh, that one guy who bust out of the league. His name's not even coming to mind right now. They got Kyrie Irving and then they got uh, Andrew Wiggins, who they ended up trading for Kevin Love when LeBron came back. And then, as soon as LeBron leaves, you know, Kyrie's out and Love's coming off an injury and they're back in the tank again. Here they are at five. So I don't know what they're going to do with Darius Garland, but people are saying that, like, maybe now they're even going to deal Colin Sexton. So. We'll see what happens there. But uh, I expect the Cavs to be right up at the top of the draft again next year. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Number six, Jared Culver was drafted by the Suns out of Texas Tech. I know a lot of people said he could have went with the number four pick. So uh, pretty interesting picks there. Uh, If you listen to the NBA one of my favorite the uh, ringer nba show the mismatch uh those guys are always joking about uh, kevin o'connor talking about the bright future Suns. so uh yeah it'll be interesting to see they've they've always got the youth so they're constantly drafting so uh number seven kobe white from north carolina went to the bulls uh that should be interesting another guy you know We'll see. Could be hit or miss. He had the big, like, social media moment of this draft when his uh, teammate got drafted uh, 11th, Cameron Johnson, by the Timberwolves. Uh, he was, like, shocked, like, genuinely shocked. So that kind of went viral, his, his surprise. So, anyways, uh, number eight I already talked about. Uh, Jackson Hayes to the... Hawks uh, nine Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga, uh, actually uh, from Japan, the first uh, Japanese guy to be drafted in the lottery, uh, went number nine to the Wizards. A lot of people say this guy is really a project, though uh, could be hit or miss. So they're definitely building for the long term in Washington. So why not? I already talked about Cam Reddish. Went 10 to the Hawks. Uh, 11, Cam Johnson, like I said. To the Timberwolves. Uh, P.J. Washington went 12 to the Hornets. And Tyler Hero went 13th to the Heat. He was from Kentucky. And uh, I think I don't have to hit... Every pick after this, uh, Romeo Langford, who I know a lot of people talked about from Indiana, he went 14th to the Celtics. Uh, kind of jump around here going forward. Uh, Bull Bull, uh, he sat the longest as, as far as a guy that actually attended. People thought he could go as high as, you know, five, six in the draft, but uh, he ended up going 44th overall to the heat so yeah that's no good for him the my beloved warriors finally get to them and their pick uh honestly i hadn't uh heard of him but uh i probably should have uh a guard from Michigan, Jordan Poole. Uh, I didn't know about him, but as soon as I was watching the coverage, it was interesting to hear that he was one of the best shooters in the draft. And it sounds like he's going to slot right in to where Clay is going to miss at least half the season. Uh, he's going to be out till at least all-star break from what I hear. Maybe January, we'll see. But it sounds like they're going to slot Jordan Poole right into that role as far as just like a shooter. So, uh, feels like a good pick. I can't say I know the guy, but uh, yeah, interesting pick. Uh, 39th, they made a trade with the Pelicans uh, for a guy that already played for their G League team, the Santa Cruz Warriors, this uh, uh, Alan Simaliga. Uh I hadn't really kept up with the Santa Cruz Warriors this past season, so... I was unfamiliar with him, but it was interesting to see that they had to make a trade to get the guy that was already uh, in their system. That was interesting. And then uh, with the forty-first pick, they picked Eric Pass Passchall, uh forward from Villanova. Another guy I wasn't familiar with, but uh, hey, why not? You know, uh, the team I think is going to look a lot different this year. I, I talked about it briefly in the final uh the last episode of NBA check-in when when the Raptors won the championship I talked about the Warriors going forward and how different the team could be especially at the start of the year Uh, you got Dre you got Steph you got I mean who else on the team is there you got these these rookies uh you know Loon could be gone Cousins is most likely gone he he had a tweet about, you know, uh, after the end of the finals, about appreciating the Warriors, appreciating the Bay and the fans. And he ended it with, like, I'm at your neck next year, which (laughs) made it seem like, oh yeah, he's going to be given the competition this next year. So it sounded like he had, you know, no intention of being back. Uh, I'd love to see him come back, but the only way that happens is if he's he's able to sign a, a minimum deal like he did this last year. So... But yeah, I mean, overall the draft was interesting. There was a ton of trades. Um, I noticed them as they were happening, but I don't think I realized till afterwards when it became a, a story that uh, it was it was it was more than normal. So that was interesting to see. But yeah, in the moment, uh, didn't really really register with me. So, anyways, yeah, uh, I guess that'll be my draft coverage. Uh, next thing we'll get into uh, real quick is the NBA Awards, which I did not watch. Uh, although I'm a huge fan of entertainment, we do E-Society. Uh, award shows have never really been my thing for, for anything, for music, movies, TVs. We, we cover it on the show. Uh, Nez always likes to do predictions and then we, we give our reactions to what actually won. But as far as actually watching the award shows, uh, I usually find it to be a tough watch. And uh, I've heard that that's the same thing for this, this uh, NBA awards show that they're doing. It's, it's just too late. The season's has ended. You know, the drafts happened, And then you're doing this talking about regular season awards. They used to give these out in the playoffs, and you know it was cool to to have these moments where the MVP trophy is 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 presented in front of your playoff home crowd. And the one I hear getting thrown out a lot recently is uh, Allen Iverson's MVP, and how crazy the crowd went for that. And it kind of propelled them through that playoff run when he won that MVP but uh, yeah real quick uh, I know I did predictions for these and (laughs) they pretty much all came true because this was all pretty much a a given but rookie of the year did go to Luka Doncic we knew that most improved player Pascal Siakam we pretty much knew that the only person that seemed that was uh, up for it was D'Angelo Russell so uh, not surprised, Pascal Siakam got it. Another shoe-in, Lou Williams, sixth man of the year. We knew that. Uh, He's won it three times now. The interesting thing, the only players to win sixth man of the year three times is Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford, both playing for the Clippers. So that's pretty interesting. Another one we knew, Mike Putenholzer, uh, coach of the Bucks. We knew he was going to win. Defensive player of the year. This was one that I didn't feel was locked in. But in the end, it feels like they just were like, eh, whatever. And they gave it to Rudy Gobert. Not that he didn't deserve it, but it was like he won the previous year. So here you go again. So Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. And then the big one, uh, we all saw this coming you know, Harden had an outside chance at it, but no, it was Giannis Antetokounmpo, your MVP, so that would have been a cool thing, you know, the the Bucks got all the way to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, and it would have been a cool thing for that crowd to, you know, see them, you know, get presented this, and I don't know, uh, it feels like just the way the media is talking that uh, change will happen, and maybe it will get reversed and maybe they won't do it this way anymore but we'll see pretty much everything fell in line there so all right let's get into a little free agency talk Uh, i'll get into some of the reports and then some of the stuff that just went down today some of the things that's expected to happen tomorrow when free agency actually opens up but uh Uh, One thing that happened, uh, Durant declined his 31.5 player option and became an unrestricted free agent. We all knew that was going to happen one way or another, even if he comes back to the Warriors. Uh, Gasol uh, exercised his 25.6 player options and will return to the Raptors. Uh, What else? Uh... Clay, uh, they're ready to offer him a five-year, 190 mil max contract when free agency open. A talk before that, uh, and this may have been just on Clay's part to be like, "Hey, Warriors, don't mess around." And it sounds like they're not going to. But he said he there. A news got out that he was ready to take a meeting with the Clippers if the Warriors didn't come with the max. But as long as they come with the max, it looks like that'll easily get done. So. Uh, George Hill is a free agent. He was waived by the Bucs. Uh, Brooklyn extended a qualifying offer to D'Angelo Russell, making him a restricted free agent. And this one is really interesting news. Uh, Nikola Mirotic, who had been really decent, especially helping the, the Pelicans in the, the last year or two, and then uh, the Bucks during this run. Uh, He's going to sign with EuroLeague Club Barcelona. Not sure why he's leaving the NBA, but I guess he just wants to play overseas. Uh, Really interesting, though. But uh, here's the two really kind of big bombshells. Uh, They went from wondering to it sounds like they're going to happen as soon as tomorrow. When Free Agency opens up, Kemba Walker plans to commit a four-year 141 max contract with the Celtics. So obviously we know Kyrie's not returning there. And it looks like Al Horford's not returning there. So they got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but now they got Kemba Walker. Oh yeah, they yes, uh, saw Gordon Hayward too. So uh Interesting I, you know I, I like switching it up. I, I always have and one of the things I've heard recently is how different free agency now is and how people care about it. It's because back in the day people they didn't move teams. they, this, they you know they stuck with their teams it was best financially it was what they knew. you know they didn't want to try out different places. It's pretty interesting. I know Kemba said he, he was willing to even take less to stay in Charlotte, he wanted to be the man in Charlotte, but, uh, I'm definitely excited to see him play in Boston, I was listening to a pod today where they're talking about, like, the best players to ever play with Kemba, and, you know, uh, (laughs) it's hard to, to name, you know, the players that have played in Charlotte next to him, it's kind of crazy after all these years, so, yeah, that'll be interesting, and the other big bomb, uh, Kyrie Irving in the Nets, are motivated to move quickly towards a four-year, $141 million deal. So Kyrie to the Nets. And does that mean Durant will join him? It's hard to say. But uh, the other interesting news to come out is uh, the uh, of, of, of all team-ups, This kind of comes out of nowhere. Just today, as of this recording, uh, there's news going around that uh, Durant and Kawhi have been talking about going somewhere to play together. Obviously, in this scenario, Durant's going to miss this whole next season after the injury, so it would be Kawhi on his own for a year, and then the year after that, uh, you know, Durant comes back. Best-case scenario, if that Kawhi team was able to make it to the finals, possibly direct come back again but uh you would almost think as much as he would want to go ahead and win a championship after not playing the season or the playoffs you would think he wouldn't even want to put his you know name on that you know like oh i came in right here at the end so let's see if i can find the exact Ah, I'll just go with this one. Uh, This NBA on ESPN post, Uh, Stephen A. has quoted as saying, Just got off the phone with some folks. It's really true that Kawhi and KD are considering teaming up. I have no idea what's going on, probably because these damn players don't either. And now supposedly Kairou will do the Lakers if Kawhi doesn't come. I give up. This is giving me a headache. That's interesting because I just said, you know, the Nets plan to sign him, but is Kyrie like thinking that did he already talk to Durant and they are like planning on teaming up? And then if Durant's like, no, I'm gonna team up with Kawhi, then Kyrie's like, okay, I'll go play with LeBron and AD. So uh, the Lakers do they did were able to clear the space and convince. 80 to take the four mil trade kicker off the table, so they have enough for a max player, so they could afford Kyrie. So, yeah, this will be interesting. Uh, this is I'm just reading this now. Cavs and Jr. Smith have agreed to push his contract guarantee to July 15th, with option to push it to August 1st. His guarantee has been increased from 3.9 to 4.4 as part of the deal. The move gives the time more, the Cavs more time to trade J.R. Smith. <laughs> uh, Derek Rose will meet with Detroit on Sunday. Both sides are motivated to finding a pathway to a two year contract. Uh, Enos Cantor is drawing inference from a number of teams, including the Lakers, Clippers, and Kings, according to league sources. They're already making a Kawhi lakers mural uh, because that was a rumor before this kd one the rumor was that uh, Kawhi wanted to take a meeting with the lakers but he wanted magic there and then it came out from the league and agents that that's not possible because of the way that magic just left the team uh he's not allowed to take part in that so I don't know, but yeah, uh, it's interesting, and I don't. I love hearing these rumors and whatnot. Uh, uh, Vucevic, this is uh, eight minutes ago. Uh, NBA and TNT. Vucevic plans to commit to a four-year, hundred million dollar deal to return to the Magic. That's surprising because I heard he might end up in Boston. But if they're going to spend that money on Kemba, I guess they won't be able to afford him. But uh, surprised he's willing to stay in Orlando. Uh, that's one of those teams that's never able to hold on to their players. So, uh, Darren Collison announced his retirement after ten years. That's kind of surprising, but you know, ten years in the league, so be it. So, yeah, that's free agency. Uh, I think we're good for now i'm right at the 30 minute mark but i still got a few off the court things i want to talk about maybe come back and get nez's reaction but we'll see uh, first off the rap battle between marvin bagley and damian lillard this kind of came out of nowhere and became a little bit of a thing it was interesting uh, marvin bagley uh, he's Aspiring to rap, and Dame's been doing it for a few years now. He's got a couple albums. He's uh, pretty well respected as far as being an NBA rapper. Uh, I've heard him. I don't listen to him too much. I don't have anything on my phone or rotation or anything, but uh, you know, I've heard him. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but Bagley decided to go at him, I guess, because he knows that Lillard is, you know, the guy, so he releases a track, and then quickly, like within the day, uh, Damien releases a a response. So I don't know if I'll be able to find this uh, in the texting with Nez. I sent him the names of it. I, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, here we go. So the Marvin Bagley one. Was called No Debate. <laughs> and he had a little cover art with uh, him yelling and Dame kind of looking down. And then the response from Damian Lillard was uh, Marvin question mark. So... Honestly, I was surprised. They both, I both did really well, and considering the way everybody was talking to him and, and and you know Dame like took him down and Dame, oh Dame's amazing. I was surprised how how good uh, Bagley's attempt was. Uh, he surprised me. I thought his was not going to be so good. I thought it was going to be a real crush, but no, you know, thought they were pretty even. And before you know it, uh, you know they're being nice to each other on the social media on the Twitters and dame says i'm done and uh, bagley is like oh it was fun and it was like an honor and uh you know of course it's, it's it's all in good fun but i like i said i was surprised how good bagley did but uh i sent both those tracks to nez so we'll get his reaction uh, either tagged onto this or the next e-society pod so the other thing uh i probably won't get that this much into here because i'd rather hear nez's uh thoughts on it but uh Lavar in the news once again uh, on First Take uh, made a inappropriate comment. So yeah, we'll see what uh, Nez has to say about that. Uh, he's always been uh, interested in the guy and his uh, crazy exploits. So, anyways, I think we're getting close to wrapping this up. Pretty good timing, just over a, a half hour here and. Uh, Covered a good amount. We covered the NBA draft. We covered free agency and a little off-the-court stuff. And, yeah, free agency kicks off tomorrow. Should be really interesting to see where players land. It seems like Durant, Kawhi could be anywhere now. Durant could be back on the Warriors. He could be the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nets, the Knicks. Same thing. Kyrie, Kawhi. Uh, Seems all up in the air for them. Jimmy Butler, the rumor is that uh, Houston wants to make their little big three of Harden, Paul, and Butler, and they're willing to get rid of Gordon and even Compella for this. So, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it's going to work for them, but, uh, you know whatever you know you gotta try something so but it should be interesting and uh yeah we'll come back soon with some free agency and then it'll probably quiet down a little after that we'll see if any you know big trades go down or big signings you know as the summer goes on summer league's gonna happen if anything interesting happens there probably tune in maybe uh, even when a game's on I'll, I'll do a pod just for the fun of it uh, see how summer league's going so But yeah, until then, until tomorrow or the next day, whenever uh, the majority of the free agency uh, news has been finalized, we'll come back and uh, record another one. But uh, until then, definitely check out the rest of the stuff we got going on Anchor. We just recorded uh, what I thought about uh, the re-release of Endgame and all the bonuses. We get into some other movie news and thoughts and everything like that. That was the last thing on Anchor. We got a... A full episode coming soon. We're going to be coming, covering movies. Toy Story 4. Hopefully Men in Black. There's some other movies that came out. Uh, that Nez saw. A little bit of TV. Stephen Curry's Holy Moly. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways I'll let you guys go. But thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Appreciate it so much. Uh, love y'all. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. NBA summer, be back real soon tomorrow, the next day. And until then, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, East Society.